everyone, and welcome to the Talent Revolution podcast, where we believe that focusing on quality over volume and being different, not better, is the right way to hire the best humans and build stronger teams. To help you do this, I go behind the scenes with forward-thinking recruiters, employer brand experts, and people leaders that are making a huge difference to their organizations. In today's solo episode, I want to talk a little about our recruitment role models and ask you to question the validity and relevance of some of the more mainstream recruitment advice you see out in the wild. I think this all came about after I had a recent conversation with a big prospect, right? Big company, really cool product, super smart team, but their entire recruitment process was absolutely horrendous. We spoke and I asked a bunch of questions about this and we really kind of got under the skin of their business and I just struggled to understand why their process was as it was, right? But we got, it got to the bottom of it in the end and it turned out they were just getting incredibly irrelevant advice, right? They'd never taken the people aspect of their business particularly seriously. When they set the company up, they understood they needed to bring in engineering talent, finance, sales, marketing, you name it. But they never thought of people, right? People was a byproduct and they just didn't get recruitment right from the beginning. Their entire perspective as sort of a founding team on recruitment had been shaped by this mainstream business advice, right? They'd been reading Wired and Inc. and Fast Companies and Forbes and industry publications. And all they were getting is advice and sound bites about what Google were doing and what Netflix were doing and how Facebook were recruiting in today's market. But the reality is that that advice just doesn't apply to them, right? They are not Fang, you know, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google. They're not, they don't exist in that ecosystem and they don't have some of the brand leverage and recognition and other kind of benefits that those organizations have. And so trying to take their approach and replicate it, deploy it for your organization and expect any form of success is just kind of blindsided, right? Like it's not going to work. You're not Google. You don't have an unlimited money machine. You don't have all of the other things that they have, right? And I guess you can, and I do argue that actually these organizations are oftentimes successful at recruitment in spite of their process, not because of it, right? They get away with absolute craziness because of their privileged employer brand position and some of the other kind of perks and benefits and kudos that they offer, examples of stuff that we see organizations like this kind of talk proudly about, right? Hiring processes that take three, four, five, six or more months, ignoring all of their candidates unless they get to late stage interviews and only then just giving them the briefest of brief feedback, right? Using super irrelevant brain teasers during the interview process that have nothing to do with the role, making people go through 10 interview rounds, making the job descriptions extremely specific, making the application process for the candidates that actually get through the gauntlet and manage to bother applying take an hour and be incredibly administratively painful. None of these things are good, right? These processes, this approach to recruitment is the byproduct of unbelievable scale, right? When you have to hire thousands of people and you're getting hundreds of thousands of applicants a month, inevitably the process has to change. It has to be less personalized. It has to be less dynamic. There are other challenges that the processes that you see from these organizations have put in place to address. You don't have these challenges. You just don't, right? And the reality is that your process should not have those sort of mitigating measures built into it. Your process should arguably be completely the opposite, right? I think we talk about being different, not better. And what that means in practice is don't try and beat Google and Facebook or, you know, the equivalent in your industry at their own game. Think about what you can do to set yourselves apart and think about crafting an experience for your candidates that puts you a cut above the rest, right? So things to be thinking about in that arena. Decide what your employee value proposition is, right? Like, what is it? It's fine to put people off, yeah? You don't have to have your EVP appeal to everybody, but identify your EVP, identify what sets you apart and why you can offer an exciting employment opportunity, and then ensure that's out there as and kind of cast as a wide as net as possible, right? Think about your employer brand and distribution, get help from your marketing team, look at what others are doing, but like treat hiring as a sales exercise, not a buy side exercise, right? Your 
selling the opportunity to work at your organization. You're not buying people. And so leverage the resource you have internally and other best practice and things like that to cast that net as wide as possible, get in front of as many people as possible and hope that your employer brand resonates with them. I think if you're doing that, make sure it's extremely easy to apply for your jobs, right? Like don't require people to register for accounts to apply for your jobs. Don't ask them 50 questions before they apply. Make sure your process is five minutes or less. We're going to have subsequent content on all of this stuff, right? This is really just kind of sowing the seeds for now. I think be responsive, right? Like the best advice we see lots of organizations put in place from a recruitment perspective is recruitment SLAs or candidate response SLAs. So track how long it's taking you to get back to candidates and move them through the process. And if it's taking you too long, like measure it and kind of work with your hiring managers or your recruiters or whoever else is involved in the process to address that. The best candidates have choice. Most candidates are applying for more than one opportunity. Sometimes it comes down to like fastest finger first and you need to make sure that you're moving those candidates through the process and keeping them communicated. If you are actually hiring people, make sure you have a fantastic onboarding experience for them. I think we see a lot of organizations invest reasonably heavily in their recruitment process and then completely disregard the importance of the onboarding process post-hire. And they take a candidate coming through the door incredibly excited and incredibly positive about your employer brand and just suck all of the air out of them immediately, right? And underwhelm from day one. Don't let that be you. I think the better you can make that experience, obviously, the more effective those individuals will be at your business. The more likely they are to speak positively about your employer brand, the more likely they are to stay. And then I think they can then positively impact your sourcing strategy, right? So think about your sourcing strategy holistically, like end to end. Are you just using Indeed or like a generic job board? There's a place for those. Um, that shouldn't be your entire sourcing strategy, right? Think about niche boards. Think about putting yourselves in the shoes of the ideal candidate for the role. Who are they? Where are they spending time on the internet? What publications are they reading? What are they doing? Get in front of them where they already are. Don't hope that they happen to be looking for your roles and they happen to be active in the marketplace. That's just not how things work. And think about leveraging your existing people, right? Think about referrals and making sure that there's adequate reward and incentive for people to do that. Obviously, if you're incredibly happy with the team you have, those people have friends, those people have ex-colleagues, get them leveraging their networks and bringing that talent in, right? So I think the underarching theme here is just to really ask you to question where you're getting this recruitment advice from. I think if you're getting it from the bylines of Inc. Magazine, if you Google, great. If you're not, perhaps question the validity of that. Likewise, if your best friend is a recruiter at Blar organization, maybe there's advice that they can give you. Maybe their advice wouldn't fly at your organization, right? I think when you're building out sales teams, as an example, there's often this kind of debate around where you should be looking for that talent. And if you're a small business with an unknown brand in an unestablished market, hiring a bunch of salespeople from Oracle is probably not your best bet, right? They may be fantastic salespeople, but the reality is that they've had a lot of things sat behind them it's sort of embellishing what they're doing, right? They've had brand recognition, doors open automatically because it's Oracle. They've got a big team of people and a super established process to leverage. You realistically can't give them any of that. Exactly the same is true for recruitment, right? Like if your recruiter comes from Google, when people cold call or LinkedIn in-mail people and say, hey, I'm from Google, I want to chat. People respond to that without really much effort. You probably won't have those same results. And so really question again, who are you getting to do this for you? What does the team look like? What does the strategy look like? And just really question everything, right? I think what we're really encouraging you to do is try and find people that have done sort of the next step of where you are on your kind of maturity cycle, right? So like, don't try and find the people at Netflix, try and find the people who have built a fantastic recruitment engine at a competitor organization that's a little bit further ahead of you, 
or that have done you know incredible work with very little resources for a brand that has sort of established an employer brand over the past few years. I think what we want you to be doing is finding those people doing that unglorified work, right? Those sort of hiring heroes, the people slogging away, trying new things, making small incremental improvements, positioning their brand well, etc. Like find those people and learn from them. And I think fundamentally, that's exactly what we've set out to do with this podcast, right? We're going to introduce you to people like you, people doing great things with limited resources, people laying the foundations for a fantastic culture, people finding the needle in the haystack every single time, right? So please, please, please stay tuned and make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you in the next episode.